Hello everyone, I'm Dalton Burdette. I'm Ryan Warner. And we are the Movie Nights. Well, some of them. If you're watching, it's because you want to hear our uncensored and unfiltered thoughts and opinions about the world of movies. So kick back, grab a snack, and thank you for being a part of the conversation. Starting off 2020 with a fucking killer intro. Didn't fuck you. up once. Not once. We will, though. Uh, speaking of which, first show of 2020, hello. We don't have our shit together yet. We probably won't until sometime in mid-March. <laughs> but Oh my god. <laughs> thinking about it, yeah. But uh, we're going to try and put out content as much as we can. So thank you, all 20 of you who watch. I can say 20 now because we get more than six views, apparently. It's nice. The Um, same six people just watch it. Over and over. I just click refresh a bunch of times till my hand gets tired. Uh, No, also, cool to announce, um, if you are just a fan of our audio and not the YouTube, we're now on Spotify. So we are now on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify. And yeah. I think we might still be on Stitcher. We were for a bit there. Maybe. Yeah, it's, we haven't really checked up on it. Nope. But maybe. <laughs> um, and of course, YouTube. And please subscribe. 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 Subscribe to us on uh, on YouTube. Uh, YouTube.com slash C slash Movie Nights. Did the plugs in the beginning. Hey, it works. Right? You yeah. Know? Yeah. See, now they can just skip forward instead of just ending the video early. Correct. You know, it's all good. It's all good. But, but uh, hey, as of today, we are recording today, on January 6th. Yes. What happened yesterday on Sunday? The Golden Globes happened yesterday. The most pointless award show of all time. But it does kick off the award season. Season. Yes. And they put on the best show of all of them. So I watch them every year for that reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And. Really quick, uh, see, when we first started this podcast, we were kind of like a movie news show. Then we were like just a movie talk show. Now we're both, because for some reason, our longer episodes do better than the shorter episodes. So all of 2020, we're just going to be talking a lot. So, you know, when you're driving back and forth from somewhere, you might still be on the same fucking episode, but it doesn't matter. Who'd have thunk? Who'd have thunk it? So, uh, Mr. Warner, I know you wanted to dive deep in these Golden Globes and so what they could potentially mean, Yes. Uh, yeah, what the Golden Globes could mean for the Oscars. Uh, so I know a few weeks ago we did our Oscar nomination predictions, mm-hmm. and we'll do one again whenever the actual nominations week come out today. in exactly one week from today. Cool. Very excited. Oh yeah, I am stoked for that. I, I can't wait to see how wrong we are. I'm <laughs> yeah, really, right? really excited about that. Because there's going to be some that are, are just going to blow our minds. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. Uh, but I'm excited. That, that's what that's what the fun of it is. Oh, yeah. Um. But just, like I said, speaking strictly from Golden Globes to the Oscars, mm-hmm. uh, there's a trend going on with directors. Okay, not explain. sure if you were aware of it. I wasn't. Explain to me. So, I looked back all the way to 2016, uh, mm-hmm. Golden Globes and the Oscars, which the big movie that came out that year was The Revenant. Mm-hmm. Every year, from 2016 to 2019, okay. the Golden Globe winner for Best Director... Okay. Also won the Oscar for Best Director. Interessante. I'll tell you. Mm-hmm. 2016 was Alejandro, Alejandro and yeah. for The Revenant. Mm-hmm. Uh, also won the Oscar for 2016 yes. for The Revenant. 2017, Damien Chazelle won oh, for La La Land. For La La Land, yes. He also won the Oscar. Yes. 2018 was Guillermo del Toro for mm-hmm. Shape of Water. Shape of Water. Mm-hmm. Won the Oscar for Director. Mm-hmm. 2019, Alfonso Cuaron won the Golden Globe for director. And Roma, yeah. Also won for the Oscar. So what you're saying is you think the frontrunner for best director is Sam Mendes. Yes. For 1917. Interesting. Yes. I still think, I would still like to see Tarantino win. I don't even think he's going to get nominated, but we'll see. Well, yeah, I mean, we'll see. I would still like to see him get uh, to, to win because he mm-hmm. doesn't have a directing Oscar. Yes. But if this holds true... I think Sam Mendes is going to win. I mean, just evidence uh, yeah. evidence points towards it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then another little tidbit mm-hmm. of information that I also found while uh, doing my little bit of research. Uh, it's usually best drama that wins best picture. Yes. So, again, uh, The Revenant won best drama. Mm-hmm. Uh However, it did not win Best Picture. Spotlight no, did. Spotlight did, correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I believe that's also it was also classified as a drama. It was that same year. Mm-hmm. Uh, best drama was Moonlight. Moonlight won Best Picture. La La Land almost almost got him. Almost, almost got him. him. <laughs> um, Three Billboards won Best mm-hmm. Drama, but yes. Shape of Water won. But it was also nominated for Best Drama. Yes. 
Uh, now this one you might get a laugh out of. 2019, what one best drama was Bohemian <laughs> Rhapsody. Uh, Green Book one, which yeah. was classified as a musical or comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what's classified as a musical or comedy this year? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yep. It has a good and chance of winning. It it does. It, it does. does. But 1917 did win the best drama yes. award last night. Yes. Surprisingly so. Yeah. Um, I think that it's interesting you point some stuff out. And while there are patterns, there's also the whack things that happen. Like Absolutely. With Argo, for example, Ben Affleck won not only the Golden Globe for Best Director, he won the DGA every award. And then he wasn't even nominated for the Oscar. Interesting. So it's like... Do you think that that's like, oh, everyone's going to vote for Ben Affleck, so let me vote for someone else? Some, Do you think that's Sometimes, what and sometimes it's just the preferential perif- ballot system that the Oscars are voted on. It, okay. it could be many reasons. Maybe the people were just tired of seeing the fucker win, and they were like, I'm, you know, I voted for him for the DG. I'm not going to vote for him this time. Okay. You know, out of sight, out of mind, who knows? Yeah. But um, I also think that there's going to be one major snub in one of the major categories. There always and is. And I don't know what it's going to be. I'm very curious. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll but see. I'm still for Lulu Wong getting a Best Director nomination for The Farewell. I mean, yeah. We'll, we'll see in one you. week. Because voting you. closes tomorrow. It, it does. It does. Oh, I'm so, so excited. I'm so excited. Yeah, just I, I found that evidence to be very, very interesting. Me too. Me too. So, oh, and speaking of news... Mm-hmm. Um, the WGA Awards, the Writers Guild of America Awards, Just were announced. announced today. Mm-hmm. Um, for original screenplay, we have... Really quick, it should be pointed out that Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and... The Farewell, you said? No, no, no. Um, might have been The Farewell. Or another one didn't qualify. Okay. For, for whatever reason. But yeah, go ahead. Okay. Uh, so for original screenplay, mm-hmm. they have the two writers for 1917, Sam Mendes mm-hmm. and Christy Cairns. Okay. The four writers for Booksmart, mm-hmm. which I'm sure you're happy to see that. Yes. Uh, Ryan Johnson for Knives Out and Marriage Story and then mm-hmm. Parasite. Yes. Uh, and Dude, that's just for original. Knives Out could sneak into that Oscar list. It, it could. It very well could, it yeah. Could. Which I... I would not be upset if it does. I would think that it's fully deserving. It would be cool. I would I would not hate that. Yeah. I thought it was a fun movie. Uh, for Adapted, we have A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, mm-hmm. The Irishman, which is yeah. kind of understandable, mm-hmm. Jojo Rabbit, mm-hmm. again, something that we could see an Oscar nom for, mm-hmm. Joker, and Little Women. Yes. Little uh, Women was a great script. I haven't seen it, but you have. Mm-hmm. Really, really good script. Um, I would say... I would say Adapted... Screenplay is, it falls under the category of like, yeah, I could probably see all of these Mm -hmm. getting an Oscar nom. Now, it kind of throws original screenplay, in my opinion, like a curveball, because it's Mm -hmm. like, like what's what's going to happen now? Mm Because, I mean, like you said, uh, Once Upon a Time, like, didn't uh, qualify for some reason. But it just won Mm -hmm. for writing. But but here's the thing, I don't think it's going to, I think it will get nominated. I don't think it will win, though. Okay. I think Marriage Story is going to take that at the Oscars. You think so? I, I do. I was actually very surprised it didn't win at the Golden Globes, and I don't know why. The Golden Globes mean really those those awards are bought basically, but they're still a really fun award show. Now, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is a wonderful script, mm-hmm. but like if I were to watch that back to back with Marriage Story, and you asked me, hey, what what had the better script? Mm-hmm. I would tell you Marriage Story instantaneously. Now maybe the Academy thinks different from me yeah. and watch like The Farewell win. You know, best original screenplay. You are so hung up on the farewell. It's a great movie, and it's going to sneak. I'm telling you, it's going to sneak in there, and it's going to get nominated for a ton of them. But likewise, uh, I think the ones that 1917 is not going to get that Oscar nomination. I think that's that's one that got in the WGA because Once Upon a Time didn't qualify. I, I would I would say that Knives Out got in there because Once Upon a Time didn't. I think Knives Out in 1917 got in because the farewell and Once Upon a Time couldn't. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I, I would say Booksmart and Knives Out, but I also haven't seen Booksmart. Now, Booksmart probably won't get nominated. I think it will. But I also recognize that if one's going to get shafted, it's going to be that one. But I think they're going to pull with Booksmart what they pulled with The Big Sick. Because mm-hmm. The Big Sick was a great movie that a lot of pe- people probably didn't see but heard it was very good. Yeah. And so they recognized it in the screenplay category. And mm-hmm. if you're going to recognize a movie that you think has merit, 
but you want to recognize it in more than a technical category, screenplay is usually the way to go. Okay. Of like, like Logan, for example. Like, it didn't get a whole lot of Oscar nominations, but they were like, you know what? That was a really good movie. Adapted screenplay, you know. Okay. And I think that I think that that's what the, I think that's the category they're going to recognize. Booksmart. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, uh... and like Bridesmaids, for example, I believe also got a screenplay nomination. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's you know that type of comedy is very similar. Okay. Really, Bridesmaid. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So um... I believe it did. So I know you've said a few times that Golden mm-hmm. Globes are bought, mm-hmm. uh, but from the awards, what would you say is like the biggest takeaway, com- like some shocks that you saw? Um, if we're going to take the awards at face value mm-hmm. as like, this is the official like front runners now, um, Joaquin Phoenix, while I do think he'll win the Oscar, mm-hmm. it's going to be a tough race with him and Adam Driver, man. Okay. It's going to be a tough race. I mean, we'll see. But I would not roll back in shock if Adam Driver came out on top for Best Actor. Because he was excellent in Marriage Story, and he's getting a lot of buzz. And he's very big right now, just in the pop pop cultural zeitgeist. Like, Adam Driver's everywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, 1917 is, like, up in the forefront now because, I mean, it hasn't been released wide yet. And with this Golden Globe one, I think that's going to help the box office even more. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, watch out for that, and not only all of the technical categories, but now with these two wins for director and drama, best drama, they're forced to be reckoned with in these major categories now. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, The Irishman is starting to lose steam. And while I do think it will get a lot of nominations, I wouldn't be shocked if it doesn't win as much now. Yeah, because it didn't win anything last night, did it? I, if it did, it wasn't anything major. Hmm. Um, I will say though, my favorite win, to be honest with you, my favorite win of the entire night was Joker winning Best Original Score. Yeah, because I love that score in that movie, and she seemed so happy to be there and win. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is one that will carry over to the Oscars. I do think Joker will win Best Score. Okay. And also, um, very curious because there's also going to be movies that didn't get recognized in the Golden Globes that are going to be all over that Academy list. Mm-hmm. And I think that the movies that have the biggest chance are going to be the, obviously The Farewell and Ford v Ferrari. I think yeah. you, I think I think you're going to see a lot more love for Ford v Ferrari at the Academy Awards. Any particular reason? Or it's, it, it's they like to pick the one big blockbuster movie, not only just to appease people watching, but also there's they usually only pick one as like a that was the merit blockbuster i'm all joker made a, was a blockbuster in terms of making a lot of money it wasn't budgeted very high mm-hmm. where ford v ferrari is like a hundred million dollar movie and a lot of the reviews for that film you know say it's an oscar worthy okay film and you have james mangle behind it who's been nominated a few times one he didn't win but he's been nominated a few times mm-hmm. and you know we'll we'll see i think that you might see for sure in the more technical categories for ford v ferrari but um, you're gonna like, and there's gonna be that one film that was not on any of these award shows, and it's gonna be represented a few times at the Academy Awards. We'll just have to see what film that is. Yeah, maybe The Lighthouse. You know, who knows? That I feel like that'd be a maybe. big shock. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I will say the biggest takeaway for me at the Golden Globes mm-hmm. was definitely Taron Edgerton. That was interesting. Winning, that was interesting. Uh, best actor in a musical mm-hmm. or comedy. Mm-hmm. Now let me tell you some of the people he won over. Daniel Craig for Knives Out, mm-hmm. Roman Griffin Davis for mm-hmm. Jojo Rabbit, Leonardo DiCaprio for Once Upon a Time, mm-hmm. and Eddie Murphy for Dolmite. Mm-hmm. Now, going into this, I remember a lot of people talking about Leonardo DiCaprio and Eddie, and Eddie Murphy. Murphy. Mm-hmm. Those were the two. Mm-hmm. And then Taron just kind of swoops in, which is funny because whenever all these nominations were about to come out, I remember we were sitting out at lunch one day mm-hmm. and we were talking about just kind of some like wild card... Uh, nominations yeah Taryn was not on our list at all no because we were like everyone mm-hmm. else we were mm-hmm. talking about how uh everyone voted for Rami Malek and mm-hmm. the whole bi- uh, musical biopic came yeah. and went and mm-hmm. like he's really not going to get recognized and that could hurt him or that could really help him mm-hmm. but we were more so on the hurting side yeah and he came out 20 minutes after us eating we were looking at some nominations mm-hmm. nominated yep right there on number one and that shocked us, and then him winning last night is a huge shock to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because, like everyone else, I just thought with Bohemian Rhapsody just winning, 
it's going to hurt him, but I mean, and, he's coming and, out on top right now. Yeah, and he's one of those who might not even get nominated. Yeah. But, like, this is making me more confident in that he might get a nomination. And, you know, because he beat out Leo, he beat out Eddie Murphy. And, like I said, everyone was mm-hmm. talking about them, too. Because I, I still think that the locks are Leo, Joaquin, and Adam Driver. Yeah. And I think the other two can be any... You can, like, throw two people in there and see who it is. So yeah. it's going to be very curious to see who's going to end up taking the, those last two spots. He could be one of them. Yeah. He could. Now, what's good is Brad Pitt did win supporting. Yes, and I think that that is his award to lose come yeah. Oscar time. I really do. Yeah, I mean, just looking at the no- other nominations for mm-hmm. supporting, you have Tom Hanks for Beautiful Day. Which, if he gets nominated, I don't really see him winning the Oscar. A lot of people are thinking he'll get nominated. I think he might actually get shut out. I I, I could buy into that. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is just saying, like, if these people were also nominated for the Oscar. Yeah. uh, Anthony Hopkins for The Two Popes. Haven't seen it, but I've heard a few people have fallen asleep during it. Mm -hmm. um, Which does not bode well for them. No. Uh, Al Pacino and Joe Pesci for The Irishman. Which I was kind of shocked by. Because, like... I don't know. If Brad Pitt didn't win, I'd like to see Joe Pesci. Same. But after looking at it, like it's just two people in the same category for the same movie. Kind of like Ford v. Ferrari. It could really mm-hmm. hurt their chances, I feel yeah. like. Yeah. So I, if these were the same people getting nominated for the Oscar, I, I think Brad Pitt's a shoe in. I agree a thousand percent. So it'll be very, very mm-hmm. interesting. Another big takeaway from the Golden Globes is Ricky Gervais' amazing host job. Oh my God. So good. He's always good when it comes to the Golden Globes. Yeah. And, you know, he did his typical, don't give a fuck, I'm going to tell you how it is, you know. And it th- yeah. just he his monologue was great. His jokes throughout the night were great. And Golden Globes really does put on an excellent show. They, the, the Hollywood Foreign Press just wants to party. And they, they put on a great party. Mm-hmm. And it's really fun to watch. But, yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much going to do it for the Golden Globes. Unless you had one more thing to say. No. I mean... It's very, very interesting seeing the winners and seeing patterns and mm-hmm. surprises and yeah, we we will see in one week. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, something that I do want to bring up, I'm going to shift into the movie news a little bit. Okay. I don't know if you remember, like 15 years ago, there was this X-Men movie supposed to come out called uh, The New Mutants. Might have been like 15, 20, maybe 20 years ago, something like that. Is that a joke? Yes. Okay. I was like, wait, in, in between like all the X-Men movies actually coming out, was there actually supposed to be one? No. Okay, yes, I follow. It's no, been no. in development hell for fucking it was Its original release date was, I believe, April of 2018. And now it's finally coming out April 2020. My God. Yes. And, it's, and my understanding is that whenever it was first going to come out, it was like... It was done. Yeah. They, like, they were just like... Like, they, they finished that movie in, in 2017. They wrapped filming in 2017. Yeah. And uh, directed by Josh Boone of The Fault in Our Stars fame. And, um, you know, they're going to do it off of the Demon Bear storyline in the comic books. Really famous New Mutant storyline. And the first trailer came out. And everyone was like, oh, it's like a horror X-Men movie. It looks pretty cool. Yeah, all right, we're down. And then the release date got pushed. And everyone was like, oh, maybe something's up. And you start hearing all these stories of it's a mess and they need reshoots and, you know, they're going to bring in, like, this Mr. Sinister. They're going to rewrite the entire third act, blah, 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 like, all these varying reports. But you did hear, like, hey, they're supposed to do reshoots on the movie. And then Maisie Williams gets asked on the red carpet for, it might have been one of the Game of Thrones things or a movie she did, hey, when's New Mutants coming out? And she, and she said something like, who the fuck knows? We haven't even done reshoots on that movie yet. It was something like that. Hmm. And then, you know... All the stars kind of just kind of mysteriously stopped talking about that movie. Because it's packed. It's got um, Anya Taylor-Joy, Maisie Williams, um, the uh, creepy-looking dude from Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. I'm forgetting his name. But yeah. uh, it's, got, it's got a lot of great talent in that movie. And they're very busy people. So then, you know, reshoots couldn't happen because of the busy schedule. And then in the middle of all of that, Fox buys Disney. What the hell's Fox gonna... buys Disney? Or fuck, Disney buys Fox. Okay. Jesus Christ. God damn. <laughs> What did I miss? You were like, wait, wait, when did this happen? Then Disney buys Fox. So naturally, all the Marvel X-Men characters are going to go under the MCU. But it's like, but wait, what What happens with the New Mutants? That was the big question like, I remember about But that. like, it was a done movie, so you can't just not release it. It'd just be a really wasted investment at that point. Yeah. 
And a lot of people were like, oh, Hulu. Like, maybe they'll just drop New Mutants on Hulu or Disney Plus one day and just, like, quietly release it. Like, that would be kind of cool. And that seemed to be the talk of the town for a while, that they were going to do that. And then a couple weeks ago, um, someone on the production, I forget who it is, was like, yeah, no, um, that movie's coming out in April, and we're going to have a trailer in January. And it was like, oh. Came out of nowhere. Yeah, and it was like, okay, looks like the movie's going to happen. And then, then you start hearing, like, oh, and it's going to be Josh Boone's original vision. And it's like, okay, I don't really know what that means. And they're like, oh, we're, we're saying, like, the reshoots that we were supposed to do, we didn't do them. Because they were ordered reshoots by 20th Century Fox because they wanted to change the movie. Because Simon Kingberg, at the time, was really on Josh Boone's ass about making it, like, a stereotypical X-Men movie. And Josh Boone wanted to make it a horror movie. Mm-hmm. And then, apparently, the reshoots were scheduled to happen. But then, when the first trailer came out and got a lot of positive reception they kind of froze as to if they're going to do the reshoots or not. And it kept putting it off and putting it off. And then that's how it ended up in the weird hell that it was in. Mm-hmm. Now there are some sources that say that they did do the reshoots. And it's because Josh Boone wanted to do the reshoots and like, that's it. But I've heard from more than one source saying that like, no, the reshoots never happened because Josh Boone didn't want the reshoots to happen. But either way, the movie is done and it's coming out. It's been done for two years. It's done and it's coming out in April of 2020. Mm-hmm. April 3rd. And uh, I may or may not have a poster for this movie that says 2018 on it that I've held on to just in case this happens. But, um, but not only with that, Josh Boone also was in an inter- interaction on social media with somebody, and they were like, hey, is this going to be R or PG-13? He said, no, no, it's PG-13. He goes, but it's, st- it's, like, it's still scary. He's like, don't let that you know, detract you mm-hmm. from the movie. And I was like, okay. And so basically, we got a movie. It's happening. And I just wanted to get, Ryan, I wanted to get your thoughts on this crazy journey this movie's gone through and if this new, if you like this new trailer and if this is something that you're actually looking forward to seeing. Because I would, I would have a movie that ended the Fox X-Men not be Dark Phoenix. <laughs> yeah. Be something else. So, and that's weird how they marketed Dark Phoenix. It's like, this is it. This is the last one. And then... It's like, no, we know that New Mutants is hiding in there somewhere. Disney came in and was like, New Mutants, what? Here we go. And it still sports the 20th Century Fox it logo. Does. It does. Because, because if they didn't, then people would have been like, oh, MCU, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But like, they put that Fox logo. I was like, no. No, 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 no. This yeah. is still Fox. Um, I will say I liked the first trailer more. Mm-hmm. I felt like it was a lot darker. Yeah. Uh, the footage could very well be the exact same. They're just showing different stuff from the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Funny enough, I got a very glass vibe from it. I did too. Okay, I'm glad I wasn't alone. Then. Um, I, I mean, seeing Magic Sword start forming because like they had to put that one comic book shot in the trailer yeah. of like we're gonna get you, we're gonna get you to come out and watch it, and that was awesome. And I just love Anya Taylor Joy, mm-hmm. and not just that, but what I loved just from the original story in the comic books and the vibe in the movie is X Men is known for these kids being at a place that wants to help them and wants to better them at a school, mm. and you have the polar horror opposite of instead of being in a place where they're wanting help, they're in a place that's trying to hurt them. And just, I love that whole mirror opposite idea of what if you took the mutants and instead of putting them in like this safe land, you put them in this hell zone. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really fascinating idea. And I'm curious to see how it plays out on film. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, I, I won't believe the movie's coming out <laughs> until I actually am in theaters that's... and I see the 20th Century Fox. Not even before the trailers, because fucking who knows what happens whenever the trailers are playing. Um, I'm actually when I'm sitting down in the theater to watch this, I'm gonna be really excited. I'm gonna be like, "Fuck yeah, this movie happened!" But uh, yeah. I, I feel the same way that you feel about Avatar Two. I won't believe Avatar Two is real until I'm sitting down. Avatar Two is not actually happening. It's just a facade <laughs> that James Cameron's putting on oh for people to go watch his new movies. It's like this, it's the Snyder cut. It's just not right. Like, who's is he even real? Is that a pen name that he has? Like, is he some other mysterious guy? He just I, disappeared after doing like. The first Avatar movie. Yeah. I I won't believe it's happening until I'm <sighs> sitting down watching it. Because there's like five fucking sequels that they have mm-hmm. planned or whatever for yeah. no reason. And it's like, what are you doing, man? You know, I don't hope this happens. But if we're going to stick with Avatar for a second. Yeah. Because they're shooting them all at the same time. Huge fucking budget. Yeah. How? This won't happen. And I don't want this to happen. But how batshit insane would it be if Avatar 2 comes out and fucking flops like hardcore flops like that would be like an oh fuck moment for disney and for james cameron now never doubt james cameron yeah and foreign audiences love avatar so much like it was the number one movie for 10 years 
and it was an original movie. I mean, it was Pocahontas in space, but it was an original movie. And those foreign audiences came out in spades to watch it. Americans, too. And, you know, it also didn't make that much opening weekend. It just had legs, and it stayed, and it just kept going. So I don't care for Avatar. Now, that's the big question, is has Avatar left the pop cultural zeitgeist? Like, is it done? What, 2009 is that when they came out? 2010? Yes, 2009. And uh, I heard another comparison about this with Halloween costumes. Mm Mm-hmm. And they're like, you still on Halloween every year see Heath Ledger Joker costumes. And that movie came out in 2008. Yeah. They're like, when's the last time you saw a Na'vi costume? For a movie that came out after The Dark Knight. Like, like two Halloweens after Avatar, people stopped dressing up as the Na'vi. Yeah. You know? And, uh, like, and they're like, is that like maybe a sign of this movie not being around in the pop cultural zeitgeist that they want it to be? Now, the ride at Disney helped, and the land at Disney helped, because it is awesome. And apparently it's still packed. I've never been. It's really, really nice. I went for the first time recently with Hannah. But, like, it's amazing, and maybe that will help. Now, what I think they will do is, like, a year out, or, like, six months out of Avatar 2, Mm -hmm. they're going to re-release Avatar 1. I'm sure they will. And then it'll become the biggest movie of all time again, and then they'll be like, come see the sequel to the biggest movie of all time, and then... Avatar 2, and I'm sure like once the trailer for Avatar 2 comes out, we'll yeah. really get a sense of if people are stoked or not, and I think that's where a lot of that's going to happen. I mean, I, I, I fall in that category of like, I don't care about Avatar, mm-hmm. but I never really cared about the first one. I couldn't tell you a single thing that came out of the movie, yeah. but I've only seen it like once or twice. Um, but I don't want to take like a sequel coming out years later into mm-hmm. effect because like look at Blade Runner. The first one came out yeah. in 1982. Mm-hmm. Second one came out in 20, uh, 2017. So like people still went out and saw it. They didn't though. Both movies flopped hard. Well, it flopped hard, but worldwide Blade Runner 2049 made uh, $260,000. On like a $240 million budget. Yeah, but still like... Something like that. Okay, well Star Wars... Yeah. Comes out... Uh, a, a trilogy comes out 10 years after mm-hmm. uh, each trilogy. And they, and all, also, make, they yeah. all make a bank. So, now, I mean, I don't want to take that into effect, mm-hmm. yeah. but, I mean, I feel like Avatar's... I don't want to say it's different, because it's really not, but, I mean, ultimately, we'll see. We'll mm-hmm. see. I just... I never yeah. cared for it, mm-hmm. personally. Uh, marketing is also going to be a big thing. How, how, how are they going to market Avatar 2? You know, because you have to market it as this huge ass event of like, yeah. bam, like it's back, bitch, whether you like it or not. Like, mm-hmm. and what I'm most excited about is I'm so excited for any comments that James Cameron makes around the release of Avatar Two. Yeah, I'm very excited because I love when he speaks because he says some really awesome shit or he says some real dumb shit. Either way, when James Cameron talks, it's a good time, yeah. and I'm very excited for the comments he makes around Avatar Two. But uh, yeah, no, um. Moving on to some other movie news that happened. This is a exclusive from Collider.com, I believe. <laughs> Rest in peace for the actual good shows that got canceled. Yep. That's a whole thing I'm not getting into. But uh, the website's always been good, and it's still good. Christian Bale is reportedly in talks to be in Thor Love and Thunder. Christopher Nolan's Batman is going to join Taika Waititi's Marvel area, which is very exciting. Not literally the Batman. I know some people are going to be like, hey, man, that means DC. I know. I'm saying Christian Bale. I love this concept if it's true. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to speculate what characters he might play, Beta Ray Bill, but I hope, you know, it could be anything. Yeah. Um, What are your thoughts on Christian Bale potentially joining Thor Love and Thunder and... Does this idea make you want to see the movie more? What made me want to see the movie is that Taika's doing it. Yeah. I mean, mean, with him being in it, it's going to be a plus. Yeah. uh, Because if... Well, I mean, Marvel's just pulling in stars left and right. Oh, yeah. Um, So, I mean, they're just gradually going to get bigger and bigger and bigger stars to join their movies. Uh, But I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think um, Christian Bale is just really going to be able to let go and just, like... I mean, he takes acting very seriously. I'm sure he'll take mm. this role seriously, but yeah. like, you'll see a different side of him. You'll see him I, having I so. more fun. Yeah, I hope so. And I feel like that's going to bode well for his performance. Mm-hmm. Um, now, with Taika, obviously, it's his humor through and through, which mm-hmm. ultimately saved that. It character. is a Taika Waititi movie. Yes, 
And something that I think the MCU's improved on with each phase is in phase one, a lot of those movies felt kind of the same, mm-hmm. and even in the first half of phase two. But around the end of phase two, beginning of phase three, people started to have their own voices and yeah. their own stamps as to what type of movie it was. Because mm-hmm. I think that Marvel kind of looked at that criticism and was like, you know what, they're kind of right about this. Let's move forward and you know make make this better. And you know, um, it's really fascinating that you know they're able to have these directors make these different types of movies because Kevin Feige will go to the director and say, hey, this is the story. You got to hit these story points, and you can do whatever you want inside these story points, so that we always are clear. And we have a very clear direction as to where the story is going. Unlike our friends over across the hallway at Lucasfilm. Yeah, but, but uh, that's a whole other thing. But um, yeah, I, I going back to Christian Bale. Fuck, yeah. I, I think uh, I'm really excited about this news, and I think that Christian Bale, in whatever capacity, if he does sign on to be in mm-hmm. this movie. I think it's going to be a good a good thing. It's never a bad idea to add good talent. Yeah, absolutely. Um, very interested to see what the budget of the movie is going to be like, if he's going to demand pay or if it's just going to be like, you know what, I really want to work with this director. I don't care what it pays. I mean, I'm, I'm sure Marvel's going to... Well, know. it's Marvel, but ultimately yeah. they have to make a return on their movies. Yeah, 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 and yeah, you yeah. never know with a new movie coming out. Mm-hmm. They just can't... They can't look at Thor, Love, and Thunder and be like, it is going to make $1 billion. They can't look at it like that. Yeah. And if they do, they're fucking big dick energy, yeah. whatever. They just, yeah. they can't have that mentality. No, I agree. And, and I also think that with a movie like Thor, Love, and Thunder, they're going to take a look at the previous movie, how much it made. They're going to... I mean, this has already all been done. But, yes. but I mean, like, I think that they're smart with how they budget things. Mm-hmm. They only put in the big bucks if they know it's going to make the big bucks. Yes. And this is going to be a huge movie. But you know, you're not going to get an Endgame budget for this movie. You're not going to get an Infinity War budget for this movie. Yeah. Might not even get an Avengers two budget for this movie. But you're going to get a big budget for this film, mm-hmm. and it's, I think it's going to pay off wonderfully for them. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm excited to see, to hear the news. I hope it's true. Uh, I mean, it's it's going to be a big movie in its own universe, in its own uh, in its own right, mm-hmm. because it's going to focus on Natalie Portman being the Almighty Thor. Yeah, yeah. it's going to focus on Thor. Uh, like you said, maybe Hulk might be in there. Yeah, who knows? Uh, Beta Ray Bill, if that's who they're going to mm-hmm. pick Christian Bale to play as, you know, you never know. Um, and who knows? It could just be a cameo. It, 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 yeah. it, it could not be a. It couldn't be a, like a whole character. We could, we could get be... Edward Norton and Alita. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, but, but I mean, those are kind of my thoughts. But I wanted to go on to another story. If yes. you're wrapped up on this, I am. What, what you want? Uh, so Ryan Johnson is oh quite yes, fun yes, yes, on yes, Twitter. Yes, yes. If you yes, he is. if you don't follow him, follow him. He puts out some fun stuff. He's very fun. Um, really, really very fun. My thoughts on him: I think he's a great director. Uh, Last Jedi, I don't like. Knives Out, I really, really liked. Looper mm-hmm. liked. So he he he's hit or miss. Mm-hmm. Um, but. During the Golden Globes, a story uh, came out saying that they're going to be making a Knives Out sequel mm-hmm. revolved around Daniel Craig's character. Benoit Blanc. Yes. I love that name. Now, a week ago, two weeks ago, someone tweeted at Ryan Johnson and was like, I- I'm paraphrasing because I can't remember the exact thread, mm-hmm. uh, but they were like, hey, you shouldn't, you know think about doing spinoffs and different sequels revolving around Daniel Craig's character having different accents but never explaining why he just shows up with a different accent he, it could be American, British, yeah. whatever never touch it you're just like, is that the same character? and then they confirm it and you're like he sounds different Yeah. Ryan Johnson uh, tweeted back at that guy and was like it's a thought <laughs> So if this fucking sequel came from a tweet, that is going to be the best thing Yo, ever. If, if we watch the new one and suddenly like he's with like a thick German accent. I think that would be so much fun. It would be uh, awesome. Especially if you had a character from the first movie meet him and be like, what? And like, and then, and yeah. then he just like quickly moves on. Like he doesn't like... I think that would be so much that would fun. Be funny. That would and the be sequel funny. is happening because Daniel Craig had a lot of fun playing the character, mm-hmm. which I hope because he had fun, they do change his character dynamic a little bit, especially with the mm-hmm. accent. I I just think that that would be awesome if they're able to do that. Yeah, and I think another thing that's really fun is uh, he's probably just like, I'm not James Bond. I, I just want right? to do something else. Let me do you know this, and I like this character, and yeah. he wants a new franchise. 
And it'd be nice to see another like original film franchise happen. And That'd be I'm, awesome. I'm really excited about if the Knives Out sequel. And apparently, he wants to shoot it like this year. So, oh, really? Yeah. I didn't read that far into mm-hmm. it. Yeah, but, but it, he doesn't know if it'll happen. But he wants to like, yeah, get it rolling. I mean, with an original trilogy or series or franchise, I mean, yeah. you kind of have to have a quick turnaround to keep everyone intrigued. Yeah, unless you're James Cameron and Avatar, and you want to take fucking thirty years <laughs> for the second movie to come out, then that's on you. <laughs> but. Uh, I, I'm very, very much so looking forward to this movie. I think it is going to be a lot of fun, especially if they keep it in the whodunit detective yes. uh, series, which mm-hmm. I, I would imagine they would. I don't see them stemming off from that yeah. too far. Mm-hmm. But uh, unless he wants to fucking retcon Knives Out. <laughs> okay, that was that was funny. That was funny. I'll give you that. Thanks, thanks. That was good. All right. So for the final bit of the show, yep. you want to do movies from 2003? Because I have a list. Oh, fuck yeah. It's been right, a while since it's been a while since we've gone back to this little uh, little thing, mm-hmm. hasn't it? Oh, alright. We're just gonna read off these bad boys. Are you ready? One second, I'm pulling up movies that I've seen from two thousand three. Okay. Thanks to uh, a friendly app called Letterboxd, which we're not sponsored which by, they but they still if don't you, sponsor us. If, if Letterboxd, if you if you still want to sponsor us, that's fine. I'm not gonna complain. Don't know we exist. I know. Unfortunately. I just have an IMDB list up. I'm just gonna be like yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Some fucking bangers came out in 2003. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right, I'll let you go first. Uh, let's start off with like one of the greatest Christmas movies of all time. Elf. Elf. I mean, it, John, John Favreau wonderful yeah, movie. Doesn't get better than that, to be honest. It's a really really fun, really really great iconic Will Ferrell performance. Oh yeah. Um Return of the King, Lord of, Lord of the Rings Return of the King came out this year. One 11 Academy Awards, including Best Picture. <sighs> He's never seen them. He has no right to... I haven't seen them. Yeah. But uh, really, really, you know, it's like a pinnacle of cinema, really great film. Yeah, that's my understanding of it. Also, the first parts of the Caribbean movie came out. You're goddamn right I did. And I Fucking, love that movie. I love that franchise. Yes. I love every movie. I know a lot of people yeah. shit on the sequels. Mm-hmm. They're so much fun. Yeah. Like, it's just... When have you I, ever seen a good pirate yeah, movie? I don't like the sequels. Eh, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> but I, do, I do like the first movie, though. Love Actually also came out, which is a really popular rom-com with Andrew Lincoln from The Walking Dead fame. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. All right, you go. Uh, One of my favorite movies of all time, Lost in Translation. Really wonderful film. Fucking love that movie. Mm -hmm. You know Scarlett Johansson was 17 in that movie? Yes. God, she is young in that movie. Yeah, and uh, Bill Murray, excellent performance. Sofia Coppola, amazing direction. Oh, yeah. That is, like... What a great movie that is. And stellar, stellar performances. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what else came out in 2003? Hmm. The Room. Tommy Wiseau's oh, The Room. Oh, fucking get out of here. That movie is phenomenal. It's amazing. It's so bad that it's great. I watched it in theaters, and it was a hell of an experience. It was a wonderful time. One of my favorite movie-going experiences ever was watching The Room in theaters. It was fucking beautiful. Whatever, man. Uh, also... Your boy made a movie that year. Kill Bill Volume 1. Oh, yeah. I, I have a lot of boys in the industry, you know. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> was the, you've said some dumb shit in your life. That's like top three. Uh, yeah, Kill Bill. I, I prefer Volume 2, mm-hmm. honestly. Um, but Kill Bill Volume 1, solid movie. Uh, one of my favorite comedies ever came out that year as well. Bad Santa. Oh, hilarious! I fucking love. I love that the sequel wonderful. too. I, I hate the sequel, but uh, I do love. <laughs> I do love Bad Santa. Yeah. You know what? I'll say it. One of my all-time favorite movies came out in two thousand three. Hmm. And when I say it, you're going to be like, "Really, all time? One of my all-time favorite movies? School of Rock." Uh, I know how much you love this. I, I thoroughly, thoroughly love this film. It's my favorite Jack Black performance, directed by Richard Linklater, one of the best in the business. And I think that that movie has so much heart and it just engrosses you and it's magic with Jack Black performing off of these children. Mm -hmm. And you just get such this entertaining, sweet, and just brilliant storytelling because the situation is not realistic. Like how he gets there, you you really got to get past it. Yeah. But it presents it in a way that seems like it's in the real world. Like... Mishap after mishap after mishap led him to be there. And while it's really unlikely, it plays out as if, like, what if this happened? And yeah. it has, like, legal stuff. It has the police involved. It has everything. And, you know, you get some classic rocks, 
rock bangers in there. You get um, wonderful jokes, some of my favorite movie jokes of all time. And it's just such a heartfelt, wonderful, fun movie. And the climax is awesome in that movie. I love School of Rock. It's a solid movie. I won't say it's my my favorite performance from Jack Black, but Mm -hmm. solid movie. Uh, Now... My personal favorite movie also came out in this this year. Uh, hashtag my Hulk, the angry oh Hulk. Oh my god! Um, I don't know why the MCU didn't start with this oh movie because, to be honest, this is the pinnacle of uh, cinema. And Kevin Feige, if you ever watch this, you're doing something wrong. Bring back Ang Lee, bring back Eric Bana, and uh, you have a solid movie. You know, I didn't want to have to fire you on camera. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh. Like, I see this as one of the most missed opportunities in movie history. How so? Because Ang, it's Ang Lee, who is 50-50 when it comes to filmmaking. But before that, what did he do? He did um, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Oh my god, he did, 2000. Yes. Ooh, I thought that was after 2003. Oh, no. which is a phenomenal movie. Yeah. One of the best movies. It's a really great movie. And he's made other phenomenal films. When, he, when he's on, he's on. Mm-hmm. And he just... he had this vision of like I want it to look and feel like a comic book I want it to and it wants to be wacky and all this shit I want the Hulk to be real sad about his dad for 90% of the movie yeah. and it was just Hulk dogs yeah because why not and you got Nick and Oldry in there too and it was and you have the absorbing impression. man or whatever yeah. the villain and was it was something yeah and you know what he went for it but man man did it did not work it looks fucking gross too. Oh my god, the yeah. visuals like ugh. the technology was not there yet. Oh, I know, but and still, they, and they like, tried, but but still, it's it doesn't look good. Yeah, Bad but sometimes boys. you have to take sometimes you have to take chances yeah. to get where we're at now. You know, yeah, yeah. But you said uh, what? Bad Boys Two came out in two thousand three, and the new one's it. coming out in like a week or two. Bad Boys for Life. God damn it. <laughs> I, I just myself. saw I saw your hatred of yourself just through <laughs> that whole fucking thing. Yeah, I just you know sometimes when you when you go for it, you just gotta roll with it, you know. You know what else came out in two thousand three? Cat in the Hat. I know. I was just getting there. Fucking phenomenal movie. Um, we here at movie you were nights. Fucking waiting to fucking say that. I was, but I, I was waiting to play it off of you so much. Uh, here at movie nights, oh. we stand this movie uh, so much so that we quote it all the time because it's great. <laughs> It's not great, but I'll get you, and it'll look like a bloody accident. <laughs> uh, it's just it's it, it's stupid and horrible to watch. There's a reason Dr. Seuss's estate was like, yeah, no more of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, god, what a great movie that you is! You know what that movie was missing? Ron Howard. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it was missing. Yeah. It needed Ron Howard, and it would have been a good movie. Oh my god. Let Ron Howard do the Dr. Seuss cinematic universe. That, oh, oh my god. Are you fucking kidding me? I will personally fund that. Uh, yes. With yes. my $2 that I have. Right? I was going to say, wait, you're going to fund that? <laughs> um, also coming out was the original Old Boy, which is a great movie. I feel like I've seen snippets of it, but I know like whenever you talk about like some of the greatest movies of all time... At least foreign. Yeah. That it's an is excellent foreign film. Um, decent action. The action's a bit overhyped, but the action is very well done. Like, when, I, when you see the raid and you're like, okay, what's the great action? Mm-hmm. You know, but the filmmaking is on another level. Like, yeah. it's a beautiful story. It's shocking. It makes you, like, ask questions like, is this okay if mm-hmm. this factor is here? And it's like, you know, it makes you uncomfortable. And But it's a really, really wonderful film. Yeah. And I would love to watch it again sometime. It's been a long time since I've seen it. I actually watched in one of my classes. Really? Yes. Uh, I know one of your personal favorites came out this year, X2. It did come out in 2003. Mm-hmm. You're right. I love X2. I still have my ticket to X2. Really? Yes. Holy shit. Yes, I do. And uh, that movie was so awesome. Like, I remember one of my early, early movie theater memories, other than, like, all of Spider-Man just being like, oh, my God, was uh, yeah. in X2. When Wolverine kills the guy on the fridge, my whole... Th- it was the first time I had a theater, like, erupt. Like, yeah! Like, freak out. Mm-hmm. I've never been a part of that before. But when I saw X2, my whole theater went nuts when Wolverine murked that guy through the refrigerator. 
And I remember as a kid just being like, whoa, whoa, they're like cheering. You're not supposed to do that. And like, yeah. you know, and it was like, thought that was insane when that happened. Hmm. But yeah, no, I didn't even notice it, but you're wearing an X-Men shirt. I am. Funny enough. Represent. Always. Uh, the Matrix 2, The Matrix Reloaded came out. Really disappointing. Yeah. Uh, it's not as bad as The Matrix 3, but it's uh, it's not The Matrix 1. It's not The Matrix 1, Ryan. Yeah. Was, wait, you never seen The Matrix? No, I've seen The Matrix, but not oh. the sequels. Okay, good. Yeah, don't worry about it. Um, See the new one. Yeah. Um, Finding Nemo. I was just about to touch on that, yeah. Fucking One of the best great. animated movies ever made. Yep. Hard agree. Phenomenal Hard agree. Movie. Um, also one of my favorite Eddie Murphy performances, Daddy Daycare. Oh my god. I, you know what? I love this movie. I'm nostalgic towards it too. I love this but movie. But I, I tried to rewatch it recently and I couldn't get like 20 minutes into it. I was like, I can't let this movie, I can't let this movie get ruined. And I just yeah. turned it off. I'm like, I'm going to keep the happy memories I have of this movie. <laughs> That's and funny. Like when I was like really young, like when I, 2003, I was like what six, seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he opens up the bathroom door, and that horror music is playing, yeah. and he's looking all around in the ceiling, and it's my, like a, it's like psycho music, yeah, isn't it? In my six year old body, I was like, this is the pinnacle of comedy. Like, like, <laughs> like that's the funniest thing I've ever seen. And I was like, nothing will be funnier than that. But I remember being little, basically being like, wow, that was so funny. God damn it. Um, the Mark Wahlberg uh, Italian Job came out. I haven't seen it, but I know Nick Z- likes it. And Zach is a big fan of it, too. Oh, yeah? Yes. Interesting. He really likes the Italian Job. I know you haven't seen these movies, but you really should, because it's some of the best spy genre movies I've ever seen. Johnny English. The first Johnny English came out this year. Yes. Yes. And That's right. my God, are these <laughs> fucking movies hilarious. I love the lead actor. Uh, Roman. Yeah, yeah. So good. Yeah. Um, fucking dude, these movies are hilarious. I remember going and watching the new one uh, that came out last year, mm-hmm. two years last year, uh, with Nick. It was like opening weekend or like a few days after the opening weekend. We went in to a primetime show, and there was four other people in the theater. Like these movies don't do anything monetarily wise. Jesus. Uh, but I just remember laughing my ass off and having a good time. So if you want to have a good time watching like a dumb action movie. Check out the Johnny English trilogy. They are so bonkers and goofy, and it's just a fun time. Good. Guess what else came out? Hmm. Holes with Shia LaBeouf. I remember loving that as a child. Oh, it's still good. I can confirm it's yeah. still good. Yes. Um, also, I've never seen this film, okay. but it's a Clint Eastwood-directed movie called Mystic River that I've heard phenomenal things about, but I just have not personally watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, my father really likes Mystic River. My mamma likes it too. I haven't seen any of his directed movies. Holy shit. Wait, you've never seen any Clint Eastwood movie? Directed movie, no. You ever seen Gran Torino? Mm. Dude. That movie made me cry so hard when I watched it. No, yeah. Million Dollar Baby? We got some fucking movies to watch, dude. Um, yeah. On this episode of the Movie Nights podcast, <laughs> we talk about movies that Dalton's seen that Ryan hasn't. <laughs> you've never seen that before. Also. The first Terminator 3 came out this year. Oh, boy. Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines. And man, oh, man, do I not like that movie. Yeah? My God. They killed off Linda Hamilton off screen between movies. How do you... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Have you not seen Terminator 3? Uh, nope. And... I watched the real Terminator 3. Dark Fate. <laughs> yes. Um, I bet you didn't like, which is funny. But, and I need you to watch this Terminator 3. Okay. And the thing is, I want Nick to watch it, because this will be Nick's favorite Terminator movie, because you, you, know you know how it is. Um, uh, I forget the actor's name playing John Connor, but he, like, we stop Judgment Day, he's like a construction worker, and then this female rad awesome Terminator comes and almost kills him, then Arnie comes back, and he's like, ah, I'm here to save you, and then... You start doing that whole thing again. He's explaining, you know, exposition like, "Oh, how come Judgment Day still happened?" And mm-hmm. it's the whole thing over again. And uh, a bunch of nonsense happens for two hours, and the movie ends. And it's just the script is really poor. It sounds like they were going for a "They Live" thing with him being a construction worker, and I was intrigued. And then you said <laughs> nonsense happened, yeah. and yeah. like I will say, there's a deleted scene where if they included the deleted scene, it's the greatest film of all time. Yeah. Yes. It is uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger in a cut role 
playing the person that the Terminators are modeled after. And he has like this, hello, I'm Sergeant Kane, like this southern accent. Like making a commercial for like his model of the Terminator. And then it cuts to the director, someone behind the screen, they go, what you think? And in Arnold Schwarzenegger's voice, he goes, pretty good. So it's like they took the director's voice and his image and put it into the Terminator. What the it fuck? fucking whack. And I'm like, it would have been the greatest movie of all time if they did that, if they had the balls to do that. Oh, boy. I'm kind of scared to check out that movie. Yeah, you should be. Yeah. Um, another Eddie Murphy movie came out this year. Haunted Mansion. I have nostalgic memories toward that as well, but I have a bad feeling that if I watched it again, I wouldn't enjoy it. It's just... It's Although, I, I, that movie fucked me up with that like hanging person in the beginning yeah, like right? that scared the shit out of me when i was a kid i was like oh my god that's like, dark subject like, matter like i knew movies i wasn't allowed to watch and i knew i was allowed to watch this movie and then i saw that and i was like there must be some mistake <laughs> <laughs> like, what's going on there's uh, a disturbance in the force yeah right one of my favorite todd phillips comedies came out this year the hangover no oh. but i i love that movie but old school okay have you ever seen that no Luke Wilson, Will Ferrell, Vince Vaughn, and a few other big names all play people who, like, didn't have the great college experience. So Mm -hmm. in their 40s, they move into a college fraternity. And for some legal reasons, like, since they bought the house, they can stay there. Mm -hmm. So they all just start doing frat life stuff. And it's because they're going through midlife crisis. And it's their wives trying to be like, what the hell are you guys doing? What the fuck? Dude, it is so goddamn funny. Yeah? Like, unbelievably funny. Like, there's an entire sequence where they're initiating people. And they're on standing on top of the frat house with cinder blocks, and the cinder blocks are tied to their penises. And they're holding it, oh and they're like, God. today's lesson is about trust. We've measured each of these ropes, and you have the exact amount to let the cinder block hit the ground, and it won't tug you, and you'll be just fine. But you got to trust us to drop the cinder block. And they're all like about to do it. They're all scared. They're like, all right, ready? Go. And they all drop, and everyone's fine. But one drops his through a sewer. <laughs> So it goes through the sewer, and he just like, yeah, and he like just yeets <laughs> oh off the God. building. It's so funny. But, what dude, it's, it's amazing. Old school's really, really funny. What a fucking whack. I'm going to get it on Blu-ray. I'm going to get it. We'll watch it. Yeah? Yeah, I think the, I mean, there might be one or two more, but I think that's pretty much it for 2003 for now. Yeah. yeah. If you guys have a 2003 movie you want to talk about, leave it in the comments, and I'm glad we're kind of back into the longer episodes. Uh, anything else you want to add, Mr. Warner? Yeah, if you haven't already, uh, follow us on social media. On Facebook, it is Movie Knights. On Instagram yes. and Twitter, it is Knights underscore Movie. Movie. I said, I think I said Movie. Yeah. Uh, I'll restart that. Uh, on Twitter and Instagram, it is Knights underscore Movie. Uh, I know for the Oscars, we're going to try to live tweet. I know it's going to be kind of hard for us, mm-hmm. but uh, hopefully we can get into that. We'll do we'll do reactions. We'll definitely we might not do it live, but we'll definitely make a video of us reacting to them live. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And uh that'll be fun. Yeah. So we will get on that and uh that'll be the video next week probably. Yeah. And yeah. uh yeah, thank you guys so much for watching. It's twenty twenty, we're back, but uh not every day just yet, but we'll get there. And uh Slowly but surely. Yeah. So uh thanks for watching and we'll see you guys next time. Bye bye. Yeah.